What's up, guys? This is Sholem Mighty the Wenya, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand, I play Hawk, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here your host, Josiah Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 311. I'm your host, Josias, at Forward the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. All right, this is going to be a short show. I know I always say that, but let's wrap it up as quick as we can. This week, we're going to hit what we normally hit, um, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 211, we entitled hashtag I do at Mem the Beaner and at For the Villain play catch up. Talk what we spoke about 100 episodes ago, Twisted Town. This is a very interesting story. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have this same type of vibe or feel, but uh, for me in particular, I have a bunch of reoccurring nightmares and dreams. So when we recorded this, was on the tail end of of uh, Chris, uh, Christmas, Christmas spooky story. Um, Halloween, Christmas, oh, Christmas, I keep going back to that. Halloween just nightmarish stories, <laughs> and um, I I, te- I tend to dive deep into my own nightmares and what they represent and what I've found in experiencing these things. So I know Twisted Town sounds weird, but if you guys want to know what it is, always go back into the archive, go back into the catalog, thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you guys can, but if you guys want the full, full background catalog, always hit thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com. Uh, Twisted Tone is a huge part of my life, and I know it sounds weird, but that one and snakes in my life are a huge part of my world. So we hit Twisted Town, we hit Football Talk, Week 13 Recap, Week 14 Picks, then hit four. Short, what the fuck news articles, suspected shoplifter slips, handcuffs, takes police vehicle. We hit 13-year-old driver arrested in car with 25 pounds of meth. I know, right? Tennessee bride arrested after pulling gun on a new husband and former officer says he looked at nude photos for research. God, I want to listen to that one again. Um, so let's go back and rewind that one <laughs> real quick. Tennessee bride arrested after pulling gun on new husband. They just got married. And former officer says he looked at nude photos for research. So, oh, okay. I want to listen to that one again. Again, full catalog, guys. Go back. Uh, we hit comic talk, comic news, all new animated series starring voiceovers from Kevin Conroy, Batman the Animated Series, which he's a bumper here, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Masters of the Universe, Disney, Disney Coco, Frozen Chat. We hit Disney Fox deal back on track, which we by now know uh, that Disney has purchased Fox. Uh, we hit James Franco teases R-rated multiple man X-Men film. We haven't heard anything about Multiple Man, and he's a great character. Anyways, that's not going to happen. Gambit movie production to start in March. Wow, this was in 2017, guys. Uh, This is all background. We hit Ant-Man and the Wasp news, Star Wars news, Jurassic World 2, Avengers of Infinity War trailer reaction, DC Harley Quinn Batman, or Harley Quinn movie, Batman Ninja talk that was a rough movie which was a animated movie then we hit comic reviews miracle man number two and number three let me stop it right there real quick dude if you guys have not read miracle man it's a dope fucking title uh tom king is the writer of of that title it's very much uh a dark, in-depth look on on characters and character breakdowns. So if you guys have never read a Tom King book before, find The Vision from Tom King because it's it's humanizing and it's heartbreaking and it's gut-wrenching and it's fucking sad. And it's beautiful. Now, he also did uh, this one, which is Miracle Man number... Oh, God, Miracle Man. It was like a six or seven issue arc and it was just beautiful and sad because... Miracle Man, Mr. Um, he can escape anything, and this one thing he can't escape 
yet is is death and he i don't want to give anything away but he tries to commit suicide because he can escape anything he can escape death itself and again the way tom king writes it his personal not tom king's but the way he portrays his character and gives the miracle man more of a character breakdown uh, is very heart-wrenching and depressing but he's getting this character out of depression these are are always strong character features that i fucking love and we're gonna hit some tonight all right uh let's see that's what we have uh we also hit uh batman annual number two subscribe to the the comic syndicate podcast in itunes to true google play apple podcast uh iheart radio anywhere you guys can Find and subscribe to podcasts now. All right, guys, I'm going to cut this as short as I can. It's going to be an in-depth show. I want to get more background on this particular review. But before I do that, I got to hit the last of bullet points or the start of bullet points is really, I think on last week I said the Comic Syndicate is eight years old. The Comic Syndicate podcast is actually nine years old. So, Adam, this baby we have, in a few more years, it's going to be able to drink and drive and uh, smoke soon. So, I know Adam hit me up uh, on the side like, dude, we have a baby. Yeah, dude, I always look at it like that. We created something beautiful. I know it sounds fucking cheesy and terrible, but we created something, dude. Like, look at it this way. Nine years ago, we created the Comic Syndicate. Now, nine years after that, you've been up to your personal life in a world which I love and appreciate and respect. But now, nine years later, you're creating something again. Does that make sense, dude? I'm I'm always going to be the guy that's going to push you and appreciate what you do and let you know it's okay, man. Like, I have your back. But around the same time, nine years ago, you're doing comics in 30s. It's a terrible podcast name in my opinion, but uh, I want to encourage our listeners to go listen and find you and catch you guys because, number one, uh, you got, you're dope, and Hector I've never had any issues with. I love and respect the dude, uh, especially the way he breaks down the inking and art. And Hector, I'm pretty sure you don't ever listen to this podcast. Adam, if you can encourage him to listen to this one in particular, I want his thoughts on my review tonight because it's very completely black and white. And I know his breakdown on color palettes and how you break down colors, a certain way to get dots and dots for... I mean, essentially the way of newspapers would bring dots and colors into and give newspaper articles, I guess, uh, newspaper comics colors. And it's it's a weird art form, but Hector knows a lot about it. And this one is completely abstract the fuck with no art. No, no color. I mean, the art's there. Adam, stick with me, dude. All right, that's all I have. Uh, find Comics and Third DS podcast with Adam and Hector anywhere you can find podcasts. Just like the Comic Syndicate. Like them, subscribe to them, but also like the Comic Syndicate. We have a full fucking catalog. Uh, I have a bunch of other podcasts, so if you guys ever want to do something different than pop culture, deep dives and rabbit holes, when you say that rabbit, there is a deep dive on life and life experiences on things. And interviews, I need to do more with the audio chronicles. I'm a busy fucking cat. Um, So, yes, that's all I have right now for Comic Talk. Oh... Yes, that's all I have for now. This is going to be a short show, but I just want to give enough love. Everywhere to where it's been, I'm a little burnt out, guys, because today, um, August 14th, I went to catch an Angels game. I live in Lake Forest. If you guys are familiar out here, I'm fucking burning up. I'm ready to jump in the fucking pool. It's 6.30 right now. I need to wrap this up because I need to shower out there by the pool, and then jump in the fucking pool and hopefully jump in the sauna. Give me a few. I'll be right back with some more Comic Talk. 
Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Comics Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. Alright boys and girls, my apologies, this one might be a little bit louder than normal because I have some new neighbors and they have a, they have a bunch of kids, they have an army of kids, so if you guys hear laughing and giggling, it's none of the ghosts or spirits that are running around the house that always follow me. But um, yeah, uh, just deal with it guys. Um, let's hit comic, some, some comic talk. Classic arcade icon Pac-Man is getting a live action movie. If none of you guys have heard about it, it's going to happen. Now, we're going to hear a lot of waka, 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 waka. And it sounds like um, a Fonzie bear from from <laughs> from the Muppets, but it's not. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? Like, if it's a live action, I guess do, they did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is my era when I was a kid. I'm 41 years old. Uh, so you guys grew up with it as well. Most people my age have grown up with Sonic and Pokemon and all that shit. But it, Pokemon was not my world. Yu-Gi-Oh! was not my world. Power Rangers, I missed that it, slightly. So we're in the same age bracket. But how do you guys feel about that one? Next one to be John Wick director gives promising update on the future of the franchise. John Wick, Chapter 4 director Chad Stileski says that the future of the franchise is ultimately up to Lionsgate, though its continuation is likely. John Wick director gives promising update on the future of the franchise. I love uh, the John Wick movies. I love Keanu Reeves as this badass just... You killed my lady, and you fucked up my car, and you fucked up my car, and the last picture I had with my lady was in the car, and you killed my fucking dog, and the last thing I had to remember my girlfriend was this fucking dog. So I'm going to kill... Like, it. it's just a weird, dope fucking story, but one of those dudes where it's like, let's not fuck with him, let's give him his car back, let's give him his dog back. Very cool. But uh, on top of that, John Wick 5 has been greenlit already. Uh, John Wick 4 has not been released yet, so we don't even know if he's going to live. I doubt he has any kids, but hopefully he's back for one more movie, and we know he's got to die, right? Speaking of dying, Jason's back. A new Friday the 13th movie project appears to be in the works. Horror movie producer Roy Lee hints that the legal battle over the Friday the 13th rights is over and that a new film is close to being announced. I'm a horror movie fan. Just I'm a BC movie fucking fan in general. I know a lot of you guys might not be, but I'm a fucking sucker for just giving me cheesy gore and and give me a good fucking movie i'm that fucking dude i'm kind of stoked about that um how they're going to attack it is going to be interesting though next one's going to be the sandman's global success has fans urging netflix netflix to announce season two i can talk about this one real quick because i love the world of 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 the sandman uh, of the dreaming and i love dream and i love morpheus and i know the story inside it out and, and out um i i hit up lupe on on twitter the other day and she doesn't talk to me anymore and I, she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore which is completely fucking fun and i knew she was gonna have irks with this one because lupe has a friend of the podcast, for sure. She's been on the podcast before at, at conventions. But um, she has a, a dreaming... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, she has a Morpheus with his mask on, tattoo on her leg. And I think she has another uh, des- desire on on her, her leg as well. 
and she loves these characters so much. She knows this world so much. So when she said something, I finally caught something on, on Twitter, and I'm like, I didn't think you you would like this. And she hit me up. Like, I, I there are certain things I don't like about it, but overall it was good. I loved the fuck out of it. Um, I know as as a as a reader, certain things have to change. Like um, the way we look at movies. If we're a comic book fan, things are going to get changed. And I appreciate the fact that they were as true to the roots as they could. And I don't. And I didn't get upset by the fact that Neil Gaiman, who's still on this side, like helping produce and direct this and write this this show, he was still there to give his input on characters and character development and the best route to attack this story. I loved it. Um, Lupe, Lupe, I, I, I hope you liked it as much as I did, but I really did enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I'm looking forward to a season two. So if you're still listening, let me know what you think if you want a season two. Unless you want to, unless you want to complain about that, which is fine. Because people can, can complain about it. Like, nothing's ever going to be true to the source material again. Like, across the board, all the comic book movies we've ever seen. Is anything true to the, to the comics anymore? That's just a simple fucking question. Not just to you, Lupe. Don't. Think I'm fucking just hashing it out with you. But, like, dude, like, across the board, like, X-Men and, and and the Avengers, like, it's 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 a different world. And as long as uh, th- these, these characters are given to people with the proper hands that are going to give them enough care to create uh, this world for us fans... And new audiences, it's not about us anymore, dude. It hasn't been about us. And I appreciate it. Now, (laughs) the flip side to that is going to be, um, I'm not going to go so deep in in this because I'm going to hit my review. And this is where Adam and Hector, I hope you're listening. I doubt you ever listen anyways. Uh, I do nothing but praise you guys. But, um, okay, so last week I spoke about Ezra Miller and, and the Batgirl cancellation and my thoughts and opinions on on The Flash. Um, I think the day after I recorded, um, uh, Ezra Miller was just caught on camera uh, in someone's home just uh, robbing, <laughs> robbing them. And... Um, yeah, he's on the run, and he's been on the run, which I mentioned last week. I'm not going to go so much in depth in that because I'm really fucking sick of it. Ezra Miller's recent actions now involve Vermont's Child Services Department, and that's everything else besides that. The Flash movie and film Jeopardy, Ezra Miller's legal woes may uh, think the DCO, DC Extended Universe's reboot film. So now they're looking at like, okay, what's going on here? Like I mentioned last week, they're going to cancel Batgirl. Completely take it off the fucking books. Um, The last piece of news on The Flash is it's testing really fucking well um, for for screen uh, audiences. So screening. Now, I was at Brightburn with my girlfriend and Jude um, and James Gunn was there and they pulled me aside like, okay, well... Feel free to – you're part of this review process now. So one of the many non-disclosure agreements I had to sign at the time, but James Gunn was there, and I got – not just myself. A bunch of people got to stand up and ask questions about Brightburn and how we feel about the character and character development and how we felt about the movie in general. Uh, the test screenings for The Flash uh, is – are off the roof. Everyone loves the movie so far. So now DC still has to think about, okay, it's doing really well in theaters right now. Like the test screenings are great. They're off the charts. Everyone loves this movie, but let's give it a green light still. Now, after the news about him rear naked choking women, 
um, him of grooming kids. Uh, they still want to greenlight this movie. And Batgirl, okay, there's only so much I can go into this. You guys make up your own minds. You guys, look, I'm just a fucking dude that's just talking about shit I care about. Uh, if I was an exec, I would scrap this fucking movie before Batgirl. Or, like I mentioned last week, reshoot it, recast it, and all the movie or all the movie shots with Ezra Miller. Take him out and put brand new actor. Put Josiah Sarabal in there. I'm the fastest man on the planet. And boom, zoom. And there goes Josiah. So you don't have to see me that long. Uh, choose a better looking fucking guy. Like any fucking buddy that um, is not uh, this bad of a, of a person that is not going to be there for press release, I guess. All right. Let's hit some Marvel news because I'm fucking sick of this fucking dude already. Secret Invasion is the MCU's first crossover event at the Disney Plus series. So um, Secret Invasion, I mentioned two weeks ago um, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, the Marvel fucking went nuts and announced everything. That's going to be the first Disney Plus show that's going to extend everything in a more uh, conclusive form and tie more things together. What else do we have? We have Giancarlo Esposito. I love this fucking dude. Confirms Marvel Talks wants to play Professor X. So if you guys don't know Giancarlo Esposito of the <laughs> Los Poyos Hermanos um, from Breaking Bad, that that owner um, wants to play Professor X. I love this dude. He's a great villain. He's a great... The way he talks, his mannerisms are completely chill, cool. And... I think he could play a good Professor X, but yeah, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Next one's going to be interesting. Disney overtakes Netflix as the world's largest streaming company. How do you guys feel about that one? I mean, Star Wars, Marvel, all the princess movies. Yeah, I kind of fucking see that. Netflix is producing, don't get me wrong, any... A lot of terrible television, but Netflix is. I watch a lot of shows on Netflix that I really enjoy. Hulu, um, I love The Bear right now, but um, I'm a. In my mind, I'm a cook. In my mind, I'm a chef. Uh, in my mind, I'm a hard worker. So that world of of uh, of The Bear, which deals with restaurant work and grinding and fighting and, and hard work and respecting people and trying to earn people's respect is a weird fucking world that a lot of people don't fucking know but i love the fuck out of that show it's probably my my favorite show right now all right um let's hit some fucking comic reviews guys all right adam um this one i thought about you a lot on now this is going to be a an image comics title. The name of this title is going to be Ghost Cage. Ghost Cage number one. Art and co-writer is going to be Nick Dragota. The co-writer on this on top of that is going to be Caleb Golner. Now, Nick Dragota, and I had to fucking get chewed out earlier because I always get, I always get this weird question. What are you going to talk about? Like, what is it about? What's the topic? And people always look at me like, like I'm weird. And so the lady did ask, like, what's the topic tonight? And like, it's always a throwaway. This isn't a throwaway. And uh, my first response was, it's about energy. And she looks at me like, you're dumb. <laughs> like, like, like um, thanks, babe. It's about energy. And I know it sounds weird, but the title, when you guys look at the title, you guys, it's going to make more sense. But you guys know the way. If you guys have listened to the comics and they get, you guys know Josiah's works a certain way. And what he sees, how he phrases things, how he breaks things down, makes sense for the title of the show. And now when you guys look at the title of the show, it's going to make plenty of sense. Now, she didn't get it. And I had to break down... Um, Nick Dragota is one of my favorite artists right now. Now, uh, he was drawing East of West for the longest time with Jonathan Hickman. 
And I love the fuck out of East of West. Like, I went to my storage yesterday in Anaheim, Adam. Um, and I had to pull East of West because it was just uh, the hardback you gave me. And I need to reread it again. And I've reviewed the shit out of it on this show for the past seven years, dude. Eight for the past five years since East of West dropped. I have each physical copy of East of West. And the fact that you gave me the East of West hardback, volume one, I had to pull it out. So I have that. I have my... um my Shinsu, um Art of War book I had to pull out. And like, I'm just that fucking guy. Again, sorry to, to track that. But um, I love Nick Dragota's art. And, and she didn't get it. The lady didn't get it. She still doesn't fucking get it. Um, Adam, the way you look at um, artists and writers, uh, uh, I look at it the same way. Now, when you mentioned Jeff Lemire a, a few weeks back on your show... Um, I always love when, and let's even look at um, Chip Zdarsky, like artists that are artists because that's that's what they're good at. Now, artists that realize, well, I can't only just draw, but I can also write a new world. I, I can write characters. I can break down characters, character development. This is what Nick Dragota did, Adam. Um, I hope you read this, dude. Uh, check it out. And I, you're probably going to hate it. Now, the art uh, of the cover is beautiful already. Now, it, it's just very interesting. It's very dark. Like, the best introduction to this title, without a warning, guys, is going to be that this, this comic is completely black and white. Besides the cover. The cover has nothing but colors, but now we have everyone on board um on this title so we have um i'm sorry nick dragota is the artist and co-writer caleb golner is the co-writer frank martin jr is only the cover colors russ rutin is the letter and design it's again all black and white um very reminiscent and i'm going to review this soon enough is blade of the immortal so manji and a type of style, almost a, a, a manga style, and it's gonna make sense. But I know I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher that. But you get it'll make sense when I when I hit it. So it starts off just again black and white. There's this giant. Um, oh my goodness! Nuclear nuclear reactor, and um, this guy is just talking into a camera. Now, the first scenes were almost off-putting to me. Like, is this what this comic is going to be? Like, it looks scratchy. It looks odd. But the more you go in depth into this comic, it makes more fucking sense. Now, this is issue number one. So, I want to give as much context as I can to give you guys some background on it. And, and it's some scientist man that's literally knocking on his window. Are you there? TikTok, call me father, like this, this dude created this giant eyeball to combat the world's problems. And bear with me, because again, first issue is like, I'm out, like I, I would be out, especially with the lack of colors, there are no colors, but the shades and the background and the blacks in it and the way the eyeball is drawn by Nick Dragota and the way he's giving these characters depth and oddly emotion is fucking dope. So, um, again, this old man has created a, I almost want to say a sentient being to take on the world's what he calls the old man is vermin, like uh, nuclear waste, wind waste, gas waste, hydro waste, coal waste. And this is the trip. And I'm not going to spoil anything yet. Now, he created this, again, this, this being to combat these, I don't want to say off-world terrors, but like these the these things that live in our world now um 
And as I go through each one of them, it's a beautiful, weird, twisted fucking story. So he created this this sentient being called Samigan, drops into this fucking nuclear facility and hits level one. And this company that he stands for, this old man, uh, that is named uh, Mr. Carl Koloff. Um, created this sentient being and he created this sentient being again to take out all of the world's entities now once he sets this into motion this i don't even know how to describe this sentient being i'm gonna call her sam like by all accounts it's a female character i could be wrong but the way nick dragota draws it like She's not wearing heels, but she's not a dude. Like, it's it's just a sentient being. So, first of all, that's beautiful to see for me. Again, um, Adam, I hope, Hector, you're still listening to this. Let me know what you think about the colors on this. There, zero colors exist on this. A lot of cross-hatching, a lot of um, weird fragments of, of shade and shadow. And, uh, again, the old newspaper vibe of dots and coloring dots but with no no dots it's all shade and darkness and whites nothing but whites um so very cool to see and again i'm like do i do i dig on this so as the story continues there's this little girl that works for this company called the it's called the ohm o-h-m company so the ohm company now this whole place has to get evacuated but there's just one girl there that is still working as this whole complex is getting evacuated she decides to stay behind because i have work to do i still have a lot of work to do it is what what her mindset is now weird there's this little ghost that keeps popping up in and out of her her mind her world um i don't know if it's projected yet but this ghost that she calls ghost bud it is completely there to like talk to her and talk her through the scenarios of this is what's going on little girl like you wanted to get a raise now it's time to go do this which sounds odd but when you see it on paper and again the, the panels are gnarly this little girl's name is doyle and i love this fucking little girl already So she's talking to her ghost friend, ghost bud, that keeps disappearing. But every time he reappears, it's with, um, with, with the doctor, the main, uh, the main villain, I guess, um, Mr. Karloff or Dr. Karloff. Um, so now she has to mount a, a, a television set on her back and he tells her straight up, like, he can't even remember her name for shit, but he was like, you have to go on this mission for me. I need you to protect Sam. I need you to keep tabs on Sam. Um, I gave you enough equipment for you to take care of Sam, which that's her mission now. She's like, I'm finally going to get a promotion. She's fucking stoked. It's like the whole building has been completely evacuated, and she now is like overwhelmed by, sweet, I'm finally looked upon like I've been busting my ass for so fucking long. So I'm finally getting valued for what the fuck I do. Very cool. Now, again, the the way the panels are set up with her putting on this uh, old school Mac computer on her back, not even a laptop, but like uh, a computer, computer straight up and monitor on her back. All the while, uh, this ghost is trying to help her through her mission on how to reaffirm her in her feelings and how to uh, go about her mission now, which the art style is still the way Nick Trigoda is, if you guys know East of West. The way he gives people emotion is a different emotion now. Uh, because it gets really gnarly really quick. So she goes on her mission. And we see cut snips of of Sam. Sam got dropped down in a nuclear bomb. And what we heard the tapping before was the doctor talking to Sam. Like, now it's time for you to go to work. I need you to wipe out everything. 
So Sam gets dropped off into a nuclear power plant. And he finally gets out of his egg, his shell. And he sees life for the first time. But he also sees death for the first time. Like, what is this about? Like, he sees a bird that fucking dies. And as soon as he gets close to it, it becomes alive again. Like, small things like that are beautiful, and the bird just fucking takes off. And Sam, this weird, giant eyeball stick figure that Nick Dragota makes it work somehow, follows the bird until he finally comes into this, this cavern, this cave, where he sees this giant monster rise up. And it's coughing its lungs out. And we get some, some background now as... We understand and see that Mr. Karloff or Karloff is watching this. Like he knows what he's doing and his words are this. All my children meet at last for the first and final time. Now, the way Nick Dragota breaks down these panels and pages, this giant monster finally stands up and all you see his name, Cole. Um, Yes, Cole. So... And we see how small Sam is compared to, to Cole. And we see them start scrapping. We see them start fighting each other. Um, and we see... We don't know what Sam can do yet. But once I caught... like, I get what this story is now. And once it gets into further in depth in it, I'm like, holy shit, this is even better. So Sam fights Cole. And... Cole gets its ass kicked by Sam. It jumps into Cole's mouth and it Sam destroys Cole. And it's this is the insight again from Mr. Koloff. Are you seeing this toil? Is that moxie or stupidity? Looks weak. Wait. Sam's working Cole from the inside. An ungodly intraintestinal rope-a-dope. Now get in there. Make sure Sam's appetite stays within its limits. Too much heat and he's able to crack. So we see this girl Doyle now that's put on this mission trying to interact and she's in a lot of danger because she has zero idea what's going on between. All right, the company I work for is fucking shady and I don't know what Sam is. My job is to protect Sam protects him and yet he's finding a giant coal monster and he barely survives so as we see the pages and panels sam is able to survive by this point the girl doyle is able to realize like sam is a child oh my god i'm not here for tech support i'm babysitting a power plant grim reaper and her ghost next to her says, bingo. As we see Sam now, a, a different insight on Sam, like uh, getting beat up, just getting beat up. He doesn't know his fucking mission. He just knows he has to work. And this is where the story gets very intriguing for me. She says, Doyle says, hang in there, Sam. I'm Doyle from tech support. I'm here to help. So let's let's get you plugged in. This must go here. It fits. CPO booting up. She says, Mortoplasm level 31% and rising. What the hell is Metroplasm? Top systems uneven. That might explain your collapse. Let's put on that balance charge option. Oh, that did it. You're already up. And Sam is now recharged. And her ghost talks to her. Great job, Doyle. Let's go to level two. This is the first level of what she has to deal with. What? Me? I mean, all I did was plug in and flip a switch. And the ghost says, haha, isn't that what you do in tech? And she says, well, there's more to it than that. I get caught into some tense situation. I mean, I thought I was a goner just now, but it's always worth it when I can help someone who really needs it. It reminds me why I love this job. Now... This is the interaction that Doyle sees as a girl that's just tech support. Now having to babysit this uh, 
this being that is going to take apart nuclear reactors in a weird way. Now, this is the end of this title for the most part. And this is, uh, again, the doctor. What, what was that? Are you even trying? That was sloppy. Far from next gen. Maybe there's a flaw in your system. You're supposed to prove your worth, my worth, and it only grows if you're that next evolution of energy. You're my charge, battery boy. I poured my life's ambition into you. Do you know what that's called? An investment, Sam. And I've never made a bad one in my life. It's time to ROI or die. And the only way to do that is to harness your own energy, the power you've inherited from me. I designed you to be a hunter, Sam. Do you understand what that means? And he's talking to Sam. And it's sad. So um, Doyle has this giant, again, monitor on her fucking back, like a computer fucking monitor on her back. As, as Sam is following her and Sam is getting chewed out by by this doctor just ripping uh, Sam a new asshole. Are you listening, you dumb little son of a... And it's just a beautiful panel where we see Doyle walking away. Sam's walking right behind him, behind her, and she just clicks the mute button like she knows you don't need to hear this. Very humanizing already. Sam, I'm not sure you're grasping this. What he's trying to say is you have a purpose. I think we all do. That's why we're working hard, right? To move up. Just keep him online. And she's, this is the ghost on her. Just keep him online. We're not paying for pep talks. Last thing we need is the kid having an existential crisis. As now... They're now leveling up in a weird way, and I know that sounds odd to say. So it, this is still issue number one as they're working their way up. This is level one. They have to fight coal, uh, and they're going into the elevator, and she's like, water? Wait, don't tell me. Hydropower? Oh, levels, level two's entire floor is a turbine. Was coal generating heat below to create steam up here? Either way, you cooled that off. Still water. Tread carefully. Feel that under toe. And again, the way Nick Tragoda draws and gives life to these characters. All we see is, is the next character or villain that they have to go through or come through next. And it's just a giant hydro. Completely black and white still. And I still love the fuck out of it it's so beautiful um this giant tidal wave that's pulled up and the way the character is drawn it's like an old school underwater welder helmet and i know that sounds weird for me to say um alliteration but if you guys know that you guys can hear the kids now. um is is beautiful to see completely black and white still and this is what Hydro's first words are. Still water, cesspool, perish the thought. My power flows pure. Now, bow before the wellspring of life. And Doyle grabs Sam. Sam, run. That's it. Immerse yourself in the drink. My gift to this planet exploited beyond recognition. Contained and channeled to cultivate civilization. Weaponized for passage to pillage and perpetuate war. Perverted to transport your own kind like livestock. Poisoned by pharmaceuticals and synthetics to house islands of garbage and propel your filter-dependent decline. All without a single drop of gratitude. You think you can capture me? Command my pressure? And I, I, I just love the villain aspect of it. Fill me with, you, with your filth and flush me away. I carved every inch of your planet. I filled your cells, your rivers, your oceans. As he gets interrupted now, you're definitely filling our ears. 
And now Hydro is talking. I facilitated your planet's biological energy processes from the very first nano. I'm the ultimate creative expression of gravity. And we see Hydro go to work. And these demons he's conjuring, but in a weird way, this is very cool. This is still issue number one. This solvent loves speeches, Sam, but you've got an, an energy all on your own. And again, this is a doctor talking to Sam now. You should be worshiping me, pouring out praise. Your dependence on me is too deep to ever fully fathom. So as Hydro is attacking Sam and is attacking Doyle in a weird way, drowning both of them for the most part, as Hydro is fucking pissed because this is what you do to me. This is how you treat me. You abolished me. And it's it's a weird, weird story, but it makes sense. It, I didn't catch on to it until I saw Hydro. I'm like... Oh, I, I get it. So now we see Doyle drowning. She's like, Sam, blub, blub. And so she's drowning. As Hydro is still talking, Behold the terrible beauty are of our inescapable, inescapable bond. Change the tide, Sam. So now we see what Sam, this combatant, is doing to Hydro. Succumb. Succumb to the source of life as we can again see panels and pages of what Sam is doing to Hydro. They don't eat you, the doctor says. You eat them as we see Sam's eyeball open up a little bit larger. Let it leave you breathless. What you dare? Your thirst for power is... And we see Hydro getting fucked up. Now, by the release of water, um, where it's going, we don't know. Evaporation, we don't know. As last words from Hydro, no, my essence cannot be squelched. Stop this undying thirst. This limitless capacity to consume. Lament as my gift is drained into oblivion. Today you witness the end, consumption incarnate, your species self-imposed dehydration, biological existences grand undoing. As we see Hydro going into this uh, this spout of a weird way, the utter annihilation of the infrastructure of existence. So while Sam's taking all this consuming down, Hydro. Hydroplants now. Uh, hydroponics? I guess it would be hydroplants. Um, hydro, hydro energy. We see Sam still... No, not Sam. Now we see Doyle drowning. And she's kind of fucked. Doyle, stop drowning report. Sam's status. Stat. We see that Doyle barely lives. What drained the water? I Let me get a visual. Sam, where are you? As we see Sam now... Um, what he did was, was taken the, the hydro, all the water into, into his body. And we see a giant version of, of Sam now, all the water he's consumed to save or destroy, uh, to destroy this, this creature. And it's not radioactive yet, but I'm, I'm going to get there when I end this. Um, so now Doyle goes after, well, would you look at that? The boy got some hunger after all, huh? And this is actually, uh, the doctor now I'm talking. Oh man, Sam. So this is Doyle talking. I don't think your body is meant to contain mass energy. What? I think, I think we might be in. And the next character is Doyle is trying to help Sam. This, this creature a uh, robotic creature uh, that just destroyed two now coal and hydro plants not plants as in as in uh uh fucking uh hydrogen fucking plants in this planet fucking seed but um plants 
uh, we see Trouble is the next char character's name. And we see her just, or this person, this character, start attacking. And Doyle is still trying to do what she can to help and protect Sam. Sam, please wake up. And now they're about to get their asses kicked. And it's it's a very cool story, and I, I don't want to go too far into it. But as as Doyle now is about to to get contained by this water, Sam finds some focus or energy to help protect Doyle, th this young girl. Nice catch, Sam. I can take it from here. You need to rest, recharge, and this is probably why. And I read the the first two issues, and, and I love it. And I want to review. I'm going to review uh, issues two and three next week. But these ones just meant a lot to me, especially this particular section right now. People don't get this and understand this from me. She says, "Nice catch, Sam. I can take it from here. You need to rest, recharge. This is your first day, isn't it?" As Sam just helped her survive, and the way she looks at Sam, Sam which is just an eyeball with, with legs and stick figures and stick arms. We have no, no choice but to accept the challenges, keep moving forward, and maybe if we survive, savor the journey one day. And she's literally now wringing out all the water out of Sam, which is fucking stupid and weird, but it makes sense. The ghost shows up, well, aren't you just the walking best practice? Our algorithm was right about you. Uh, Doyle answers, oh yeah? Put in my, put that in my performance review mascot. And Mr. Karloff, it's Doyle. And this guy is always in her, in her ear because he's the one who put her on this mission. And she continues, they really just threw us into the deep end, uh, Sam. I'd say we're exceeding expectations. They asked us to climb. We'll see you at the top. Um, <laughs> and it's to be continued. I, I wanted it to be a short episode. I wanted to cut it as soon as I can, but I really loved it the fuck out of this title. Adam, let me know what you think about it. Uh, anyone else? Loop is, you're not fucking listening. I don't care anymore. Um, uh, Lynn, fucking Eric, let me know. I, I love the fuck out of Nick Tricota's art. This one is very cool i wrote so much more like doyle is the girl sam is a sentient being oh the old man mr karloff he's the man in the high castle Ohm is the building the company the infrastructure of everything um trouble is i'm going to introduce and talk about more next one but this story is written very so much um all black and white which i love but it's a very cool and interesting take on power and renewable energy. And it's an interesting way to take down coal mining and, and hydro planting and, and wind turbines, which is issue number two, which I would love to talk about. Um, but yes, this is supposed to be a short episode uh, i'm gonna fucking go way more in depth than this and fuck ezra miller so all right guys uh this that's my short episode i'll catch you next week um for sure peace out